Hello and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Here this evening with Marcus from Kinassis. Hello, Marcus. You're right. I'm good. Thank you very much, Ben. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. All good. Sunday evening. Days are blurring a bit, but we're suffering <laughs> on and we're trying to stay as far away from each other as possible, which is good. We are uh, we are definitely what is classed as socially distancing. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So just quickly on that, straight into it as always. How has uh, COVID been in its entirety for you and your family, etc.? Well, uh, it's been long. Mm-hmm. Let, let's be honest. So uh, it's been a bit of a strange one, I'll be honest, because um, the environment which I work in uh, when I'm not musicking, if you like, um, means that this COVID period has probably been the busiest for me that I've been for a long time. Yeah. Um, I work primarily quite a lot for the NHS. Oh, okay. Right. So uh, I'm pro- more to do with uh, mental health side of things than um, than what would be classed as general. So not really, you know, in the the main thick of it, if you like. But um, it's been it's been difficult. It's been really, really quite uh, intense for quite a long time. Um, And with regards to to everything else, it's kind of uh, it's kind of changed everything. Um, You know, the normal things, being able to go to the shops, being able to just go out and do something that it's it's incredible how quickly you start to miss the normality of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just being able to, you know, just being able to pop out and do something is now almost impossible sometimes. I mean, it's better, I suppose it's a little bit easier now than it was, say, the the first time during the lockdown, because then it was uh, queuing outside of shops and... um, you know what I mean this one seems a little bit more different and hopefully it's all heading in the right direction but I mean you know I've got uh, a couple of little girls and uh, they aren't being able to go to school they're missing their friends so I imagine it's a lot more difficult for for younger people I suppose but I mean mean, all I'm doing is is working, coming home, going to bed going up, going to work again um, and that's pretty what, much what it's been for the last 12 months, I would say, not far off of. Um, yeah, it's, it's literally nearly a year, isn't it, really? Um, it is um, quite funny how we adapt quite quickly, though, to the circumstance that is presented with us. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think some of us have. Um, I, I, I've seen people that, that either aren't quite, un, can't quite sort of grasping it or just a, a slight refusal to adapt, I suppose, which is a little bit saddening. Um, but yeah, you do kind of, you, it's, it's, the, it's the old thing, isn't it? You just have to kind of buckle up and get on with it, I suppose. Yeah, the quicker we all just conceive the fact that it's a thing, the quicker it's hopefully all over and we can go back to it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Go back to moaning about how normality was rubbish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's been it's been it's been an interesting time. It's been frustrating. I mean, I, I the main thing about the last sort of uh, ten to twelve months, how frustrating it's been. 
Um, it's just it's been really frustrating when you've got so many things, so many things that you want to do, and so many things that you want to achieve, and you can't seem to do any of them. And you just think, oh, it's a year gone, a whole year is just gone, and uh, and you have to kind of put everything on the back burner, and that can be frustrating. That's not, that's the thing I think I'm finding the most difficult is how frustrating I'm finding everything. Yeah, I think in my my personal life i always took the cinema for granted like i'd go there every week if i could with my girlfriend yeah Yeah. they've been shut for like nine months now and there was a moment when they reopened and it was limited seating and all that sort of stuff i know i know a restaurant uh do you know i I gotta be honest i don't want to sound you know like your, your atypical kind of guy but i do miss walking into a pub and having a drink yeah um, and uh, there's, uh, you know, quite a few of my friends that I haven't seen for a serious amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that I think is hard, um, just because it's you're so used to it, and then all of a sudden, when it's not there, you realise you, you realise how much you do take those simple little things. Yeah. Like, like you said, going to the cinema. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's even the, the silly little things, you know, like the films that you were looking forward to coming out. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, we're not bringing that out this year. We're going to bring it out next year, and then that's been postponed. And and all the tickets for all the shows and gigs that I had have now yeah. been. Can- oh, that is heartbreaking. The amount of gigs that I've missed yeah. this year. I I figured yeah. it out that this is the longest I've ever been without yeah. having or uh, been to or seeing or playing or anything a live show since I was probably fourteen years old. Yeah, yeah, I get it. The longest period I've ever been in my life where I've not experienced yeah. that kind of thing, and that is that's crazy. That just seems crazy to me. Yeah, I think um, one of the reasons I started doing this podcast was to reconnect to people because everyone's on pause at the moment. But yeah. it's a bit of a double-edged sword because if I had the same guests on and on and on every single week, I'd be like, "What have you been up to?" And they'd be like, "Not a lot." <laughs> and eventually we'd just be repeating ourselves forever so yeah, i'm glad I, we can, I, I, i'm we a can week older than i was last week that's pretty much all i've done yeah yeah that's it, yeah went to asda <laughs> yeah. got noise someone yeah. didn't have the face mask on properly yeah i had lasagna on tuesday yeah, that was yeah, exciting yeah. that got, kind of got, stuff yeah got cut up by someone on a dual carriageway <laughs> that was the highlight of my tuesday yeah <laughs> So um, the reason I've got you on is primarily to talk about your band. Uh, yeah. Give a bit of promotion. I just quickly, I had a bit of a thought about 10 minutes ago in terms of how I first came into contact in Assets. Yeah. I think you were supporting Malefice at Weymouth Pavilion. Yeah. Malefice or Malefice, however you want to say it. It's interesting, actually, because you're saying um, there's a couple of ways that you that I've noticed that people say our band name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, when we when we say it, we always call it Kinesis. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of people call it Kinesis or, or, or whatever. Um, we never really thought about uh, how how different how people sort of pronounce it differently but yeah that was um that was a show that was a long time ago that was a good show i remember that yeah that was a very good show um a few times in fins after that yeah i remember bumping into you in a in a place called the cobblestones in bridgewater as well not not too many moons ago yeah 
yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was a long time ago. That's uh, lots, lots changed since then, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, were you on your first album tour then? Oh, I would say it was either not long before it came out or around the time it did come out. I think, no, I think actually it was around the time it came out because the reason that we, um, we were doing shows with Malefice uh, or Malefice was that um, our singer um, was good friends with their then drummer, Chris. Um, okay. And uh, I think that he kind of dragged, we played, uh, our singer lives in uh, a place called Devizes, um, and uh, he he dragged the, the drummer along to um, to our show that we played in Devizes, and uh, he absolutely loved us. And then he started getting us involved with that at that time who were man for this is um yeah. management so it kind of hooked together and i believe that the uh the comp it was a competition i think um and we were suggested to go in for the competition about who could support them at the weymouth pavilions and it was a vote thing and uh, we got voted in i believe um and uh, and it kind of yeah it was a crazy show. It was really I remember the pavilions. It was kind of uh, it was kind of half the pavilion venue kind of locked yeah, that's up. Right. Yeah. And they put a big divider down, which still made a yeah. size of the venue. But I remember it made a blinding show. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the the backstory to that was basically we were told that we could only book um, a certain roster of bands, and the ocean room, which is the full room. Um, is about an 800 capacity room. Yeah, we played. We played the full venue. We played the full room in support yeah. of um, um, a, a small Brazilian band called Sepultura. Oh yeah, small band. <laughs> <laughs> up and coming. Yeah, an up and coming uh, young young up and coming acts from from uh, somewhere in Brazil. Uh, I'm not sure whether many people have heard of them or not. Uh, I believe they've had a few releases over the years. First time they came to the pavilion, or was that the second time? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it that was kind of. Um, oh, I, I can't remember what year that was. Yeah. Now that was probably that was probably four or five years ago. Now I expect. I think that was the second time they played because the first time they had a band called Ball Riff Stampede as their sort of. I think they were Weymouth-based Bull Stampede. A lot of them lived in London. Yeah, I remember Bull Riff Stampede. I don't know whether they're a band anymore. They were a good, they were a good band. They were the only sort of local-ish band on the opening, and then there was a touring band for their support. Yeah, yeah, so it was probably the second time. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know you supported um, Sepultura. That's yes. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was a bucket list moment, if you like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. Mm. Right, so you're on the cusp slash basically have released a second album. Uh, well, this will be our... Um, so, yeah, it's a second album because uh, in between we would have had um, our EP, which came out uh, probably two two years ago now. Yeah. Um, so our first album, um, Divine Self-Invention, uh, which came out a long time ago, Um sort of 2013 that was uh that came out a long time ago and then we sort of sat on our laurels a bit and that's when we kind of had this whole signing to management business um which had a lot to do with malefice etc and um and then we kind of uh 
it, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a, a strange time between the first release and the second release because it all kind of stagnated a bit. Um, and we, um, and we kind of uh, sort of, it, nothing what we wanted to happen was happening. Uh, so we kind of just buckled down really and kind of uh, just started to, to work on how we write songs and then came up with our second release, which was, uh, it's an EP, it's only four tracks, but it was um, a concept. Um, yeah. so a little bit different to our first release because it was a well, our first release was a, was a concept of sorts, but the second one was uh, was much more like a, a story, a story in four songs, if you like, uh, in you know four three and a half to five minute episodes. Um, but now we are on the cusp of our which our, our new release, um, which I'm going to push it out here and say that is probably. Uh, a huge step in in a different not different direction but the right direction i would say yeah it's um yeah it's 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 i mean it, we've we've a lot's happened since our last release and this one if you like yeah um i i members have changed and writing style has slightly changed and production is improved and uh it's it's you've got no idea how proud we are of this new release, um, which is just sat doing not a lot at the moment thanks to COVID. Yeah, get that. Um, just quickly, um, Kinesis. I'll start calling it Kinesis now. <laughs> what um what genre are you? Would you say? I know people don't like being put in a pigeonhole nowadays, but what would you say to people that haven't heard you before? Oh, do you know what? This is the tough one because um, people have asked us this before and we generally just come back and say that we're a metal band. Yeah. Um, primarily, we're a metal band. But because the, the people that we've been likened to, yeah. um, some people really left field as well that we've never thought that we'd be likened to. Uh, it's all over the shop. Um, the, the thing about us is that we've got this rule in Kinesis that the only rule that we've got when we write music is that we have no rules. Yeah. Um, and if we like it and it fits, we'll put it in, which kind of means that it's difficult in, in a sense to pigeonhole us. But yeah. if I was forced to, yeah. uh, we are progressive yeah. to some extent, yeah. but not in in the you know kind of far out windy 20 minute epic song kind of thing um but at the same time we're um we're groove we're we're progressive we're we're, yeah. we're kind of a, a kind of a strange mixture of lots of different things put into a, a small neat package really we've been liking to bands like the sugar yeah System of a Down, uh, Faith yeah. No More, Strapping Young Lad, Devon yeah. Townsend yeah. Solo, um, oh, all kinds of strange and wonderful things. We've had Tool thrown at us a couple of times. We've had Pantera thrown at us a couple of times. We've had Fear Factory thrown at us quite a lot. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's really hard. It's really hard. But if I was going to try and pin it down, it would be kind of a progressively groove metal. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I back that. That makes sense to me. That's about um, as close as I can get. I can get. Yeah. So, just for full clarity and context, Marcus is the guitarist. Mm -hmm. He's one of two. I think you've recently taken on a 
second guitarist, haven't you? Well, we had this is where this is where like the kind of the the, the tale of of things that have changed, um, and this is it's really important. Really, the change has been really important. The difference it's made. Um, before we were, uh, I would say, a little bit more erratic in our writing style, and what happened was um, things started to get serious for us. Uh, it was a kind of you know people have started to pay attention. Uh, which is great. Um, at the time, at the same time as we um, we had uh, our, our drummer, our old drummer Jason, um, who we were not dearly, unfortunately injured himself, yeah. and we were just about to go on tour, um, and uh, we had to get a, a, a depth drummer in, um, and we got um, a guy called Noah Plant, who uh, is probably one of the most incredible drummers I've ever met in my life. Um, and we got him in to sub for us just for the tour. Yeah. And uh, he did an incredible job. At the same time as uh, he also, in a way, changed the way that we play live. Um, before we were, it was kind of a, an open and free environment. And what we always craved was that, we, we, we craved that kind of intensity and tight kind of performance. And what Noah did for us was give us that. Um, and that was happening at the same time as our drummer realizing that he wasn't going to get better. Um, Jace, Jace injured himself quite badly in his ankle. Um, and he kind of, he, he came to the point where he realized that he was not going to be able to play yeah. anymore. Um, and it took a while, but eventually Jace realised that he had to he had to walk away. Um, so we managed to convince Noah to stop being a sub drummer and become our full time drummer. Yeah. Um, and at the time, like I said, it was be- it was busy, so we were getting serious, and things were getting serious, and we were getting offers, uh, serious offers. And our other guitarist at the time, Tom, um, realised that. It was, a, it, was an, it was one of those moments where it's like, right, we either go for it or we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have to take it seriously. And he realized at that point, it's not that he didn't love what we were doing, but he just realized at that point that it was the commitment issue for him. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, so we, yeah. he, he, we, we, we basically won the medal to the masses and played Bloodstock in 2018. Uh, absolutely smashed it. It was great. Um, and then that was Tom's final show with us. And uh, our management company, our new management company, Urenso Management, yeah. um, our manager's son, uh, who uh, is, a, is a, a lovely man called Elliot, Elliot Oldman Broom, who used to play for Cambion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who has, I mean, Cambion were really up and coming. They even graced the main stage at Bloodstock um, in their in their peak. They opened um, for one of the you know one of the main days at Bloodstock on the main stage. They were really really smashing it, but they kind of fell to the wayside. And Elliot was a bit of a fan of us apparently, and uh, our manager kind of figured it out, and uh, and we kind of got together. And it, yeah, so Elliot is is uh, our other guitarist. So yes, we are. I'm one of I'm one of two two of us. There's two of us. Yes, two of us noisemaker seven string noisemakers. Yeah, 
Nice. That was actually my next question was talking about the lineup. So that's uh, that's sorted. So, uh, we've gone through the genre. We've gone for bands that you sound like. Mm-hmm. Just quickly before we go to a break, just wanted to ask about Ivor Fest. Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, you, the, the shows that we put on for um, our wonderful Ivor. Um, so I guess a little bit of background will probably be useful. Um, we own a recording studio uh, called the Collective Studios, which is um, based where we are. It's based just on the outskirts of between Bridgewater and Taunton in Somerset. It's uh, a full professional recording facility, and that used to be my full-time job. Oh, okay. I, right. So me and Ivor, uh, who was a very dear friend of mine uh, for a very, very long time, built this recording studio in, in, in a 2,500-square-foot industrial unit. Um, we spent all our money and all our time, and uh, basically, in a nutshell, um, we used to do it full-time for our jobs. And okay. unfortunately, um, unfortunately, Ivor got leukemia, Yeah. and uh, he never made it. No, um, he he kind of lost his battle, if you like, over a couple of years, and uh, and so what we start we did is we put on some shows for him to raise money for the amazing people at our local hospital, which is Musgrove in Taunton, um, who yeah. did so much for him um, regarding his treatment. Um, so we did that. We've done a few. We've done a couple. Um, yeah. We haven't done any more. Um, yeah. Because in, in in a way we we managed to do quite a lot. We actually managed to raise quite a lot of money. Um, okay. But the one thing we said that we will always do for Ivor. I mean, the fact that the gigs were amazing. But what we said we always wanted to do for Ivor was uh, keep the studio going. Okay, fair enough. Um, because he is it uh, was such a huge part of the music scene locally, um, yeah. massive part of the music scene. And with his loss was greatly sort of felt yeah. everywhere around here, and uh, and so many bands, so many bands use the studios. Uh, yeah. So many um, Death by Kai, who are still you know a great band, local bands who won the um, Metal to Masses the year after we did. Um, they came to the studio. They played our Ivor shows. Uh, a band's called I don't know if you ever heard of bands called Fizzy Milk. Yeah, you remember back then? Yeah, who are now the Splash? Uh, they used to use the studio, so so many bands came in and out of that studio that were local. Um, that we decided to keep it going, which is again one of the main bonuses about where we are now. Um, so whether the either anything with regards to shows happens for either anymore, I'm not 100 percent sure. But what will happen is that we will keep the studio running. Um, because it did fall to the wayside to some point because, um, like I said, me and him used to run it uh, together. And then I kind of lost my right arm, if you like, when he he left us. And uh, it was a strange time because it was a very difficult place to go to, the studio. Yeah. Um, For quite a while, actually. And... uh, and then after a while, you kind of slowly start going back in and doing bits and pieces, and then the enthusiasm returns. And 
And Elliot, uh, who's my compadre in Kinesis, is uh, also a, a sound engineer, a very, very incredible sound engineer. And uh, he is now, or well, me and him are now basically rebuilding. Okay. And uh, the studio is coming along and uh, it will be fully operational once all this COVID mess is over, I would say. So, yeah, there's probably maybe not many shows left with regards to either, but the studio is kind of where it's going to be heading for him, I would say. Yeah, nice. You made it sound like the Death Star then when you said fully operational. Yeah, that's, it's funny that because uh, the, if, you, if I see if I show you the speakers that are in there, you'd understand why they look like they belong in Darth Vader's car stereo. It's <laughs> they're, 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 it's a quite an insane setup. It really is. It's a beautiful, beautiful environment, and I love it very much. If you um, if you send me some pictures, I'll put it up on the Instagram page. I will actually. I will send yeah. you. Uh, I've got a, I've got a couple of snazzy shots where me and Elliot have been working really hard on making it look really cool. So I'll send you a couple of pictures when we're done. Yeah. Because we're uh, audio only here at Absolute Bedlam, but I always like to provide a bit of uh, visual context in case <laughs> yeah, someone's I... randomly discovered this podcast through some sort of algorithm and don't know who the hell you and me are. I like to sort of... <laughs> yeah, I will. I will send you some. I will send you some saucy studio pics. Nice one. Cool. We're just going to quickly go to a break. Just for your reference, Marcus, I'm going to ask you your favourite video game next. Okay. I'll speak to you in a sec. Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Uh, Just a quick shout out to my sponsor, Grind, who are a Weymouth-based fitness company. Uh, They're Weymouth-based, I'm Weymouth-based, so it seems like a natural fit for a sponsorship to start with. They are a sportswear, crossfit, weightlifting sportswear company, and I've been given some stuff by them recently and it's all absolutely fantastic uh washed it a few times it's been exactly the same style wise uh it's not lost any color or anything like that um and yeah it's just a really nice bit of clothing to wear really um a lot of people wear it for like triathlons and stuff like that long distance so um i've yeah like i say i've not had any issues with any of it it's it's fantastic so uh big up to uh clayton at grind um yeah that's that's all i've wanted to say quickly um so yeah if you're interested in any of their stuff then feel free to drop me a message i know um grind on instagram which is g-r-n-d if you shoot them a message they'll get back to you in probably about 20 minutes any any inquiries or anything like that that you need to know about just shoot them a message i think um I'll leave a website link in the episode of this podcast down below. And I think currently they're doing some sort of Valentine's Day, February month deal, which is uh, buy one, get one free. Something like that. Let's have have a look. But yeah, nice one. Cheers, Grind. And back to the podcast. Welcome back. Hello. Let's get straight back into it. So I want to your favourite video game. I'm happy to take more than one answer. (laughs) <laughs> well i've got it's interesting actually because um i'm i'm a i'm i've i've got my all-time favorite video game and uh and then i'm gonna throw in the one that i'm currently playing i'm a little bit late to the game on a couple of these um mainly because um uh when the ps4 came out it mine blew up really quickly okay um, 
and then I didn't get one for ages. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to treat myself. So I got one not yeah. that long ago, and I'm now I'm going backwards. Okay. And playing all the stuff that I missed. Yeah. And they all came out. So, uh, all-time favourite number one yeah. of all time is um, the first Last of Us game. Okay, yeah. That, that's my favourite game of all time. Uh, on up here with a little bit like uh, GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64 because um, I was the king of Nintendo 64 GoldenEye and uh, I'm willing to take challenges from anywhere. I'll, I'll challenge you on that because I love the N64. I think it's one of the best consoles ever made. It, it possibly is the best console ever made. And there was a, brief, a little bit of a story about uh, about Goldeneye. Is uh, for a brief moment, I was uh, I used to work in a game shop. Okay. Um, in Taunton, not that far away from me, and uh, we we did a promotion once where we would um, we would offer people a 10% discount off their purchase if they could beat me on a death match on Goldeneye. <laughs> and uh, and for the three weeks that we offered that promotion, I never gave anyone 10% off. Wow. <laughs> nice. That's been because of how sad I was during my youth. <laughs> yeah. there's, um, there's two things I remember about Goldeneye, just quickly. The fact that you had to do it on a certain difficulty to unlock the last two levels. Yes. And big head mode. Big head mode. Uh, yeah. I love big head mode. Big head mode was amazing. Um, yeah. And the, one of my favourite things was uh, I used to enjoy um, playing. Can you remember Capture the Flag on yeah. the complex level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I, uh, I, I, was, I was so, so desperately sad that I played it so many times that I knew those, uh, those hidden areas behind the wall. Did you oh, ever yeah. find those? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I took I took great pleasure in um in playing like uh, capture the flag and going straight to those devices and then putting my controller on the table and still winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no one else knew where they were. <laughs> what was the last level? It was like a sky base, and you had yeah. to kill Trevelyan. I think his name was. That's right. Yeah, 006. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. great. Loved it. It's like but you yeah, were playing on a satellite. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And, uh, and uh, I always remember when you got the golden gun, it was fantastic. Yeah, you used yeah. to kill with one shot, but it was rubbish at aim. Yeah, that's right. There was um, a gun at the start of the train level, which just absolutely annihilated everything else in that level, and it was like a, a fully automatic rifle. Yeah. Like machine gun. <laughs> and break a certain crate at the start in that first carriage. Yeah, you could just breeze through the entire level, and without that, you really struggled. Oh. I remember that had like the HUD, didn't it? Where you had armor and health. Yeah, we come oh, up on the man. screen. Well, those the days. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, yeah. no DLC for that. You just had to play better. but yeah so those are my top favourite games of all time and currently I'm really enjoying um, I'm really enjoying uh, God of War okay Um, first one 
Yes, well, this the the one that the, the the one that's come out on the on the PS4, not the the, the original the original three. It's the the one where you're playing with his son and all that kind of thing. Oh, okay, yeah, the most recent one with the, the old most... version of Kratos, whatever his that's name is. Right, yeah. So I'm currently uh, a good sort of ten or twelve hours into that, um, and very much enjoying it. It's one of those games that seems to suck time out of your life. Yeah. Um. I'll just go on for I'll just go on for half an hour, an hour, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. three hours later, and you're you're smashing crates up and yeah. searching behind bushes and stuff. It's a great game. I'm really, really enjoying that. God um, of War. I can really imagine you guys having a track on that because <laughs> it's just so brutal, isn't it? You just like rip the head off stuff and oh, it's use there's, there's that... as weapons and stuff like that. Yeah. There's that wonderful moment in God of War when um when you when you beat someone to the point where you can press the right control the right sort of controller R three or whatever it is yeah and uh, it goes in and does like a, a like a finish move where he he slams them their face into the floor and then stamps on the back of their head that sounds like a proper beatdown moment yeah yeah I really 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 love it but uh, yeah I'm I'm a big fan of that game at the moment I'm really enjoying that one. One game I recommend to you if you like God of War, it's a little bit left field, but it's a samurai game that's my favourite game ever, basically. And it's just come out on the PS4 as a remaster. Right. Onamusha Warlords. Oh, I've heard of that. One of my friends, uh one of my friends is really into that. It's really good. The first game is quite short though, and I don't know if they're gonna remaster the other ones. If they do, Capcom can literally have like yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I, uh, the thing is, what I'm doing at the moment on the PlayStation is, uh, is I'm kind of going um, backwards, and um, and uh, I'm kind of going backwards and playing. So what I did was I started with um, the release titles. So uh, the first thing I did on um, on uh, the PlayStation was Uncharted Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, because mainly I was su- such a fan of the original Uncharted's um, that I thought. I was all my friends were like, "You got to play Uncharted 4. You got to play it. It's really, really good. It's really, really exciting." And uh, they're one of my favourite games of all time. Yeah. So uh, I decided that I'd go backwards. That was the first game I got when I rebought my PlayStation 4. Was Uncharted 4, and I very much enjoyed that. Um, so, so I'm kind of, and then I was like, I don't want to play anything similar. So then I went to God of War, and yeah. then I'll probably do Last of Us 2. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've got this kind of list that I have to go through. But so uh, we'll, we'll see what I go. But I think God of War is going to take me a while because I'm getting right into it. <laughs> I'll um I'll try and find out how much Onimusha costs on the PS4 as a remaster. But um, it's a really decent game, and obviously it came out on the PS2. So now that it's a remaster, it's got trophies. Yeah, yeah. So that gives you a sense of achievement that you've not really had before, where you unlock certain things for doing certain tasks and stuff like that oh amazing amazing yeah, yeah I, I just really enjoy it. it's because i haven't had i guess one of the it's one of the advantages about lockdown yeah. is that what i'm able to do now because you can force you, you don't have to force yourself to do it is i get to go well there's nothing else to do i'm gonna stick the playstation yeah. on or i'm yeah. gonna sit down and watch a movie that i've always wanted to watch or watch a tv series that i've not I, you know that i want to catch up with or, or something like that is yeah. that the one thing that I that I think the lockdown has given is that opportunity to just relax and chill out and be able to do those those kind of things which I haven't been able to do for so long. 
because I've yeah. always been so busy and now I've got evenings to myself. Yeah. Um, it means that I can actually do those kind of things. It's, yeah. it's, it's a nice, it's nice to be able to, in a way when I'm not working, it's nice to be able to relax to some extent. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. If you've got spare time, you might as well use it rather than just sitting around waiting for it to end. <laughs> that yeah. sounds very, very morbid. <laughs> just sitting around waiting for it to end let's get off this <laughs> um yeah one thing i wanted to mention about video games was I, i'd really like to hear kinsis in a doom game um I, well I, I mean that's one of the things that um it's one of the things that uh is quite interesting really is that um oh, elliot for a start is well into the doom soundtrack yeah. And I'm a, and I'm quite a big fan, and yeah. uh, it's it's actually in a way inspired some of the stuff on our new release. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's difficult to ignore because the Doom soundtrack. That I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, that escapes me now as well. Yeah, because it's one guy, isn't it? And uh, there's, yeah. there's a couple of videos of him playing playing it all live. There's a couple of videos of him playing it all live. And um, it's it's really 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 good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm really kind of uh, that has kind of been a little bit of an inspiration with regards to uh, some of the direction of our new stuff. Actually, that's interesting. Plus, the Doom soundtrack is killer. Let's be honest. It's very relentless, full of energy, and it doesn't hold back. Oh, it's, it's, it's bizarre because we, I mean, have you seen the video of, of him playing it live? Um, Me too. No, I haven't. It's really interesting because he kind of looks like he should be in, um, not that looks of anything to do with the musical genre. Look at me. I'm, I don't look anything like I should play in the kind of band I do, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, there is such a thing as people looking the way that they should. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, the stereotypes and all that. But um, it, it's, 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 he kind of looks like uh, well, it, the ferocity of the music that comes out when he plays it is, 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 was quite surprising when I first, first heard it, if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really yeah. us. I'd love to be able to write. I'd love to be able to put something on a video game. That's one thing because we did have a track once that was on a skating video. Oh, okay. Um, remember the old skateboard videos, um, sort of like uh, the half-hour skating things that they used to put out. Yeah. Um, we had one of our tracks on one of those once. God, I can't remember which track it was or what the video was or what it was called, but we got requested for it, um, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of them came out on that, and that was cool. But um, to have something on a video game, that would be immense. I would absolutely yeah. like, the opportunity to be able to write for something like that would be incredible. Yeah, a nice staple milestone for you. Yeah, plus, uh, it was. It's also something gives you um, gives you something to write for, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I guess we do concept stuff. Um, and uh, even even regarding our new stuff, it's still a concept in regards to uh, the way that we think about it. It gives us an idea of how to write what we want to. Yeah. It, it points us in a direction. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, just on the um, people not looking how they should music-wise, there's a guy that I really like called Cloud Kicker. Mm-hmm. He's worth checking out. He's an instrumental guitarist. And when he's not playing guitar, he's like one of those proper, like, introverted, shy people that's always in the corner of the room looking at the floor. <laughs> he 
he writes is very, very ambient, and very sort of epic. Right, okay. In exchange for the Doom soundtrack stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of instrumental stuff at the moment that I'm getting right into. I mean, obviously, there's yeah. people like Animals as Leaders and stuff like that, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm a bit weird about instrumental music because... Um, some I, It depends on the band, but sometimes I really do miss a vocal, I've got to be honest. Yeah, I, I get that. Like I listen to Joe Satriani a lot, and I can always kind of envision him having vocals in his songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even what's that one he did? What's that? Oh, something boogie? Is it Satch Boogie? Satch Boogie. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's that's. I remember that one. That was class. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used, to, I used to listen to a lot of Joe Satriani. Not so much anymore, but I used to listen to a lot of him when I was uh, was yeah. uh, earlier on in my guitar playing yeah. career, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Satriani, Paul Gilbert, Steve Vai, John Petrucci, all those people. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. so, the essence of time, I was going to ask you your top five albums ever, but I'm going to drop it to three, if that's okay. Yeah, okay, no worries. Um, top three albums of all time? Yes. Okay, so... Um, uh, see, my favourite my favorite band of all time... Uh, are a Canadian band called Rush. Um, yep. I don't know if you've ever heard of Rush. Um, oh, yeah. uh, if you haven't, then I should think that's almost a criminal offence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, and the, my problem with, with picking a favourite album by them is that yeah. I, I love so many... I mean, they were going for 40 years. Yeah, they were, yeah. And uh, they only kind of finished back in 2015, 16, I think. And then Neil Peart, their drummer, died last year. Yeah. Um, and to pick a favourite one of theirs, I'm going to go with... Can I pick pick two but lump it in one box? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so it's going to be either Hemispheres or Moving Pictures. Okay. Um, by Rush because I can't. I just, it's, it's how it's how perfect music sounds to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And the in, the insanity of the musical ability of those three individuals to yeah. this day blows my mind to pieces. Yeah. I mean, I I was a bit of a a bit of a fanboy. I managed to see them eleven times. Um, yeah when they toured, they used to come over here and I would buy like three dates of their, of their tour. Oh, wow. And I'd go and see them on three dates and stuff. And I, so I managed to catch them 11 times when they came over. And to this day, yeah. I still... Did they I, bring their washing machines with them? Yes, I've seen the washing machines and I've seen the, <laughs> the chicken, I've seen the chicken rotisserie machines as well. Oh, right, yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I still to this day can't comprehend how it's physically possible for three individuals to sound like there's 120 okay. people on stage. And I still don't know how it's possible for those three guys to split their bodies into that many different parts and be able to achieve that many things at once. It still blows my mind. I can't, can't get my own head around it. They are mental, mental, mental band. They are. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, that'd be my number one. Yep. Um, number two, I'm going to go a, a left field a little bit again because I expect people would probably, given the kind of music I play, would expect me to be talking seriously heavy stuff. But um, I would go with number two would probably be 
Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, okay. Probably Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, um, okay. Which I know is an obvious one, but um, but God, I love Pink Floyd. Um, who's yes. and Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd is my favorite guitarist of all time. Nice. Um, oh, number three. Um, I'm probably going to go a little bit more obvious, and I'm probably going to go with Vulcan Spare of Power by Pantera. Oh, yeah. Um, primarily because when I was a youth, um, Pantera literally changed my entire life when it comes to my appreciation for heavy music. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah, I still remember the first time I heard Walk. Yeah. And uh, I still remember the, the the crushing experience of being flattened by by drop D guitars. <laughs> um, yeah, that have to be that. That would be my top three. Yeah, nice. Um, which album is Pantera's song Five Minutes Alone? Uh, that was uh, off of... Um, uh, what was the album called? It was the one after Great it. Southern Great, no, Great Southern Tranquil was the one after that. It was the yeah. one with the blue cover with a screw with a screw on it. It was uh, Strength Beyond Strength, uh, Five Minutes Alone. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, and all that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, what an album. The reason that I was- asked that is because I remember watching that music video and there's a bit where Dimebag like a squeal with his whammy bar on the uh, guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, it looks like the guitar strings are about to fall off the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, this is the most crazy music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and obviously you've got, um, what's his name? Vinny on drums. Yeah, Vinny Paul. Uh, what yeah, a drummer. What a, they're what, they're what a band. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean the, the fact that they're no longer with us and they'll never be with yeah. us is quite tragic. But... um. Yeah. God, they changed music. They just so changed music. Pantera, what a band. Yeah, they're awesome. And uh, Paolo, what's his name? The, the singer, I can't remember his name. Um, Phil, Phil Anselmo. Phil Anselmo, that's it. Yeah, Phil Anselmo, Paolo. who's got himself in a little bit of trouble uh, recently for yeah. possibly being slightly, um, with slightly stupid views on the world. Um, but yeah. I can't take away from what he achieved with Pantera, and uh, he was also the singer for Down. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, and another band called Superjoint Ritual. I think he was the yeah. singer for. So yeah, he did some great stuff. But it's a, unfortunately he, he seems to be coming across as a bit of a tool at the moment. But um, but yeah, what a band! Oh God, Pantera. Yeah, love them. Love them. I think we've reached a bit of a stage in the world where we can't really separate the art from the person anymore. No. We seem to these podcasts, people talking for two hours, and we kind of jump on them. They say something we don't agree with. Yeah. Like seven minute interviews that were like really heavily edited. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, that's something that I've noticed quite recently. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing is, uh, I guess the, the the problem, I suppose, is one of the downfall. Is it a downfall of social media? I guess the thing is, you see, back in I guess back in the days, you know, before all of this was around, musicians could have whatever views that they wanted. All you got yeah. to see was the artist. Yeah. Um, and now it's so easy for your opinions of those artists to be swayed either way. 
uh, because yeah. of their political views, because they're splashed all over social media. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, back in the sixties and the seventies and stuff like that, all you you heard was the was the artist. You never heard the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Definitely. now. And now they kind of come as a package, which they always have been, but now you're more aware of everything else that goes on in their life as opposed to just the the art that they create. And I guess the the problem is that there's great artistry out there. There's great artistry out there that can then be um, ruined, I suppose, by by stupidity with regards to what they say and what they do and, and the things that they do. And uh, and that's a shame to some extent because sometimes I don't really care about their personal opinions or their political view. No. I just enjoy what they are creating. I, I enjoy their yeah. creativity over yeah. whether they voted for who and, and their opinion on this and their opinion on that. And also yeah. some musicians are using this modern form of, of, you know, sort of social media to push their ideals onto others and tell us how to be and who to vote for. And yeah. and uh, sometimes I just think, can you just be an artist? Can you just be a singer? Or can you just be a musician, please? Because, you know, yeah. I'll make up my own mind. I don't need you telling me what, what your opinion is. Yeah. If, if, fair enough if it's for the right reasons, but what's right for somebody isn't right for somebody else. So there'll always yeah, be, whole, you know what I mean? There'll always be the whole sort of position yeah. where people are going to be arguing one side to the other side i think that's a little bit of a shame i think just to sum this up i think 10 to 15 years ago we used to let the celebrities go in their massive mansions and be human Mm -hmm. whereas as now nowadays we want to go in the mansion with them yes and that's probably ozzy osbourne's fault yeah or cribs yeah, cribs and Hi. yeah. That's I don't want to see where he lives. I I, I can yeah. surely imagine he lives in a massive house. Um, and yeah, that, yeah. That's fine because he's given me hours of pleasure with his music, but um, I don't really want to know about it. Yeah. Hi, I'm Christina Aguilera, and this is my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Great. Yeah. This is my car that I bought this month. Would you like to look yeah. at the pinkness? No, not really. No, 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 I don't. Which fridge would you like to look at? I've got seven of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, just be a singer, please. Not really caring yeah. about which fridge has got your ham in it, let's be honest. What we're going to do is just quickly take another break. Um, we're going to veer into meal deal territory. Okay. But quickly, I just want to um, ask if there's anything you want to ask me. If you do, obviously, we'll do it in a sec. Okay. We're just going to do another ad read. I'll be back in two seconds. Hey, guys, just a quick ad read. Ocean Bottle. I recently reached out to this company as I thought their mission statement and attitude were absolutely fantastic. Support livelihoods, stop ocean plastic. These award-winning bottles come in a range of colours, including ocean blue, forest green, obsidian black and sun orange. Each bottle that is bought means the equivalent of 1,000 plastic bottles kept out of the ocean in places where plastic pollution is actually at its worst. These are 100% dishwasher safe and contained double walled vacuum seals and are made from insulated stainless steel. They keep your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot. Join the award winning team and get your own at www.oceanbottle.co. 
The current discount code I have access to is on my Instagram page, so please check out the Absolute Bedlam Podcast Instagram page on there to see the most recent one. Thanks to Ocean Bottle for allowing me to spread the good word of environmental sustainability. I cannot wait to get my own Ocean Blue one soon with my podcast logo front and centre. Anyway, back to the episode. Welcome back. Hello. So I probably sounded a bit vague previously, so I do apologise. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you want to say, anything you want to promote, any bands you want to give a shout out to or just throw anything out to the universe? Uh, I mean, with regards to bands, the thing is is that we've... Uh, oh, I've lost... I, I, there's so many bands that I miss. I mean, I've mentioned a couple yeah. already that I absolutely adore. Um, uh, our friends in Death by Key, who are a wonderful band locally. Um, but over the uh, the last sort of... I mean, one of the bands that we really touted over the last kind of few months um, has been a band called Red Method. Okay, uh, we did a tour with them, uh, a very short tour, but um, we, it was one of those tours where we, we all clicked really, really well. We had an crazy good time. Um, yeah. And they just released, um, they released one of their, their debut albums, I think it's called The Sick, which was just a, an awesome release. So yeah, if you get the chance, um, check out Red Method. They're a great band. Um, check out Death who are another great band. Um it's just there's there's so much talent um, regards to sort of local or unsigned acts at the moment. There's brilliant bands like Gut Locker uh, who are incredible. Um, it's, it's just some great great bands at the moment who we really really love. Um, and yeah. the, the, one of the things that we miss the most about this whole COVID thing is not being able to hook up with these guys and catch them on the scene. Um, yeah. In, in local venues so i think the best way to discover new music at the moment is to look down as opposed to looking up if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah um, have a look at what's out there already rather than hoping that something's going to come along yeah and also as also don't don't just expect you know all the best music to be bands that are selling 10 million albums a day um yeah. which doesn't happen anymore let's be honest um yeah. but uh Look, grassroots. It's it's there's there's so much talent going on on the local scene. Everyone, look there first. Look there first because that's where all your favourite bands started. Yeah, start at home and work your way out. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's where all the that's where all the best bands started. So um, look there first because you know. Let's be honest. People like Led Zeppelin, they were a local band once. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. even Pink Floyd, they were a local band once. So, you know, you've got to give the, got to give the small guys a chance. I remember watching a um, video on YouTube of Muse playing a battle of the bands to like four people and they got booed. <laughs> and now they're playing stadiums. And I know. There's a video of uh, Tool playing in um, school hall. Yeah. Um, and, and you see, you know, literally it's, it's crazy to see that. And then see, oh, yeah, they had blind download last year. Yeah. All the year before. You know, it's, it's mad. It's mad. There was a um, YouTube live set of Mastodon playing Blood and Thunder in full at a kind of, I don't know if you've played it before, but it was the Anvil in Bournemouth type thing. Yes, we've played the Anvil in Bournemouth yeah. several times. A guy called Bear used to run it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So mm. um, they would play Blood and Thunder basically from start to finish. <laughs> See, Mastodon have 
become this huge entity. And it's cool to see that they haven't changed their style. Yeah. Played consistently. And, you know, it's not, oh, wow, as soon as they release this album, they hit the big time. Yeah, no, that was, they, were, they were. I mean, I remember right. seeing that on supporting tool, actually. It's so funny you say. Um, yeah. Cardiff. Great bands, love yeah. love their Mastodon. Got to be honest. Yeah, they're awesome. They're very concepty, aren't they? But yeah, that's... yeah, I like that kind of thing. That's where I've got my. That's where I think um, my influence in our band comes in with regards to I saying about well, the concept releases that we've done. That's that's my my thing. I think I I'm, I'm yeah. plus off singers into that kind of you know Pink Floyd with the concepts and Rush with their whole concepts and and yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Love yeah. it. Fair enough, fair enough. So just quickly on the whole bands to discover, we had Red Method. Yes. Was there another one? Was it Gut Locker? Gut Locker, great bands. Um and uh Death by Key. Go for those three. Can't go wrong. That's a bit of uh a bit of heavy groove, a bit of thrash, and a bit of industrial murderous death music. Go for it. <laughs> Can't go wrong with those three. There's three boxes to tick right there, and uh, epic, all three of them. Sell it, Marcus. Sell it to all the innocent people listening to this. <laughs> death music. Murderous death what? music. Go for it. Industrialised musical death. Go for it. <laughs> Brilliant. Obviously, check out... Uh, I, I, I just want to call you Canassis. I'm sorry. That's this, okay. People have been doing that. This whole Kinesis thing isn't working for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out uh, Kinesis, whatever you want to call them, depending on the day of the week. Yeah, yeah, if it's Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, keep the best thing to do is keep an eye out because we've just we, we came out of the studio before lockdown, literally, and I'm not even joking. The day before lockdown, we came out of the studio last year with uh, a whole new bunch of tracks. We went to the studio and recorded with a guy called Justin Hill, who yep. used to be the singer from Sixth. Oh, right. Um, we went to London and we went to Reading and we recorded, even though we've got our own recording studio, uh, which a lot of people go, why don't you just record it yourselves? And basically, yeah. uh, mm. we want to. Um, yeah. The problem, we recorded our first album ourselves, and the problem that I had, for example, is I spent more time worrying about mic placement absolutely, than worrying about the guitar parts. Yeah. And I was an engineer first and a musician second. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it kind of sucked the fun out of it for me. I know other people love doing that and that whole process. Devon Townsend does it, the Foo Fighters, yeah. that kind of They used to do it. But um, for me, I like to go in and just be a musician as opposed to an engineer or a producer. Yeah, yeah go in from the outside in rather than the inside out, because otherwise you'll never get it out. Yeah, otherwise. And the other thing is, it was also someone like Justin, who's just amazing mm. um, and also gets us, you know, because obviously his history yeah. of sixth being, you know, mad, mad band sixth. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. But... Um, he kind of gets us and, and he, because he, he gets us, he's done, he's, he's had something to do with all of our releases. Okay. And uh, because we know him so well and we're really good friends, um, he, he's really good at kind of going, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? And yeah. uh, his influence and his ideas, you can't ignore. So, and he's had such a fundamental impact on the way that the new material sounds. Oh, I can't! I literally can't wait for people to wear it. I think it's gonna absolutely smash ears. I really do. 
And you know what? That is that is what a proper producer does, from my experience in studios. They don't just press record, stop, record, stop, yeah. pause. I'm going for a fag. They go, yeah. Guys, that bit there with the bass would sound really good in this bit as well. And yeah, yeah. Guys playing the drums doesn't quite fit the guitar. And it's all about constructive criticism, isn't it? And collaboration rather than just space bar. Uh, yeah. Copy um, paste. It is. And it, the, the influence and impact that that can have is invaluable. People don't realise, I guess, how important the role of a producer is. I guess the difference between a producer and an engineer yeah. And then they can sit there and press space bar and that's that's what they're great at, that they're good at engineering the best possible tone. Yeah. But what yeah. Justin does, apart from having the skills necessary for being an incredible engineer, is ear for production and the best way yeah. to get the best out of what you're doing yeah. and steer you mm. into something that could really create an incredible hook or be like, let's yeah. rip out of there and put that bit there. Yeah, that's an amazing idea. We didn't think yeah. about that. You become, yeah, yeah, yeah. You become very insular when you're writing, don't you? Yeah. You're in like, a cold space, aren't you, when you're writing? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you write and someone. You, you kind of just head yourself. It's like, you know, you, you set, it's, it's like one of those cars, you know, those cars that you they toy yeah. can't pull back and then you just let go. That when you're writing, sometimes it's a little bit like off it goes and then you've done yeah. that, you've got to the end, the, the, the springs run out and you're like, yeah. right, that's that song. And and yeah. it, th- that journey's then finished, and then you move on, and then yeah. you kind of you rehearse it, blah blah blah, and then yeah, you need someone to tune the guitar, uh, not tune the guitar, that's awful. Tune the car and yeah. optimize the gears. Yeah, it's that kind of that journey that you you've kind of just let settle as it's now done. We'll put it in the box, and we'll go. We'll, we'll you know we'll go and record that. If someone then listens to it fresh and goes, oh, that's that's great. But, and you think because you know you've concentrated on another five or six songs yeah. after that, someone else can go. I think you, you did that there, and you go. Shh, I didn't think of that. That was a brilliant idea. Let's do that. You know yeah. what I mean? That influence is just invaluable, and uh, and yeah, his. So yeah, we're so excited about listening. So just people look out for what's yeah. coming up because we've got our artist in place for the new release. We've got incredible video ideas we've got production crews ready to go when all this is over we are yep. banging straight on with it we've got some amazing stuff coming um cool. yeah it's 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 different it's just so different please just just go and check it out i think you're gonna really enjoy it i really do yeah obviously i'll be uh posting stuff now and then on my uh my personal facebook and my oh, personal lovely facebook. man screenshot in here and all that yeah good good thank you very much no worries it's all good all right enough of this music stuff it's never going to catch on (laughs) (laughs) so i want to know your favorite meal deal favorite meal deal right where am i going anywhere tesco mark spencer's waitrose if you're a tory whatever Yeah, no, no, I don't go to Waitrose. I can't afford Waitrose. Get out, no chance. I mean, sometimes I'll treat myself to a Marks and Spencer's two dine for a tanner, but that's you know, that's <laughs> like once or twice a year special occasion. Um, right, so uh, meal deal uh, for me, it's quite simple, really. Uh, chicken sandwich on brown. Okay. Hula hoops. Okay. 
Snickers. What hula hoops? I'm boring, man. I'm boring. Ready salted hula hoops. Smash them every day of the week. Yeah, all the, all the way. And I love the ones that are massive. You know, those big ones that you, you can still yeah. feel on your fingers when you're adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I envy kids that can still stick the little ones on their fingers. I'm like, oh, I remember doing that. It was so much fun. And then they brought out the extra large ones. I'm like, yeah, I could put them <laughs> on my fingers again. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, what's your favourite What's your favorite drink? My favourite drink? Uh, I'm a huge fan of a really good whiskey. As in Mildew. Oh, Mildew. <laughs> Do yeah. they not do that on Mildew? Why don't they do that on Mildew? Uh, if I was going to have a That'd drink, I'd probably go for. Um, I'd probably go. Oh, I'm a bit. Oh, I love. I love. A, I love a Ribena, mate. I don't. I'm not a big fan of these drinks. What about Ribena and whiskey? What we say? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's going to cut it somehow. No, I don't I think. Know. And they don't. They don't do a decent ale on the Mildew either. So I'm a bit out on that. Yeah. What's your favourite whiskey then? Uh, it depends on the day of the week, but I'm a big fan of. Uh, I'm a big fan. This sounds really bad, but um, there was an offer on on Gentleman Jack, not Gentleman Jack. Sorry, uh, Single Barrel Jack, um, and they reduced it to twenty five quid a bottle, and I bought three bottles. Nice. Uh, I got a lot of time for that. I do, and uh, I quite like a decent scotch as well. You strike me as a bit of a bulk buyer. You said that you bought three rush tickets the other day. Yeah, 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 no, I did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a man for a bargain. If it, if it comes up, I love a bargain. I, I do love a bargain. Were you um, the person at lockdown that bought all the toilet roll? <laughs> no. Exposed. It was you. <laughs> 4,000 rolls of toilet roll. I've still yeah. got 4,000 of them left. Filled up your Sprinter van with toilet roll and drove on. <laughs> My, our big pink Kinetron van. Selling it off for double the price. Yeah, don't That's mind. not a bad business decision, to be fair, if you are that kind of person. <laughs> toilet but roll. Anyway. Fuck toilet roll out of the Kinesis tall one. I don't endorse that behaviour, by the way. Don't panic by <laughs> No, please don't. It's stupid. And you look like a moron when you're walking out with 27 bags of toilet paper. All right. Yeah, so nice solid meal deal. Yeah, yeah. Love a chicken sandwich, me. Chicken sandwich. Snickers. Interesting choice. Yeah, it's the old, it's the peanuts and chocolate thing. Yeah, yeah. Not for me, more for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, like when you get a box of roses and yeah. you get those hazelnut ones with the chocolate, the hazelnut whirl things with the, the hazelnut in the middle of the chocolate whirl. Oh, I'm all yeah. over those. I could eat a whole box of those things. I might start a petition for Tesco to include whiskey as a meal deal, but I think the meal deal might times by four price wise. I'm up for it. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm here for it. Although it's not recommended for, you know, lunchtime snack. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got my, just got my chicken sandwich. Um, I've got my uh, got my shot of Jack. <laughs> We're all yeah. good. Back to work we go. <laughs> Drives off. <laughs> yeah. Right, I think that is uh, pretty much it. Everything is counted for on notebook land. So uh, I'm going to leave you to it, Marcus. But thanks very much for taking the time out and chatting to us and i'm looking you're an absolute to... star thank you very much for 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 uh inviting me it's been it's been a lot of fun thank you very much ben i really appreciate it that's all right if uh, anyone else from your band wants to get involved then get me in there. i would i would say i would suggest that you get that you uh that you message our singer tom because you'll have an, an incredible adventure with him that'll be a, a very amusing hour for your life spent 
Yeah, nice. I um I spent quite a lot of time double taking if your singer was Billy Corgan. <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard about our singer is when if you ever seen us live, um you'll you'll get this because uh, our singer is mad. Um, yeah. But the um the best thing I've ever heard about our singer is that somebody said that um, well there's, there's two things really. One described him as a as a patient on New Meds Day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the other one was when he's on stage, he looks like he's having a fight with a man who's not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and winning. Yeah, and it's yeah. the best. It's the yeah. best description I've ever heard of our yeah. singer. It's it's wonderful. I love him so much, and it is true. I, it, and plus, yeah. he's the clumsiest man in the universe. But yeah. if, when you watch us, if, yes. if any of the guys out there in listening land ever watches, think yeah. of that when you watch us, and it will amuse you yeah. greatly. Yeah, he's a bit unpredictable, isn't he? I know, like, when it's all said and done, he's, like, really easy to talk to and stuff like that, but you always feel that he's going to, like, break a bottle over your head mid-performance. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, he's right, the scary thing is, right, is on stage, just he has this bizarre kind of thing, but he is the smiliest man and the one yeah. the most generously kind and loving man I've ever met in my life. So he does this intense performance, you know, five yeah. minutes of this intensity of metal. And then as soon as the song finishes, the biggest grin you've ever seen in your life yeah. appears on his face. He it's just quite starts, uh, Just starts loading up the drum kit and putting it in the van and off to the next tour. It's just quite amusing to watch. That's another reason to come and see us. We're different. Come and see us just because of that. Oh, I'll yeah, definitely it. check them out. Yeah, they're definitely worth watching live, guys. Please uh, get your ass to a gig and support your local music scene and all that stuff. Yes, do that. So just quickly, um, just on my sponsors sort of level, uh, Ocean Bottle, um, who have very kindly agreed to help me out with all this sort of stuff. Wonderful. Uh, the next code that I'm going to drop will be tomorrow, and the code for 15% off your total order will be Ocean Podcast. So if anyone's interested in trying to save the planet and have a nice drinks bottle at the same time, then please give them a go. Uh, obviously, information is in the ad read previous to this conversation. But yeah, nice one. Thanks, Marcus. Always a pleasure, Ben. Always a pleasure. You take no care. Bye-bye.